Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome back. Welcome back to Hoops and Brews. Um, the homie Joe will be joining me in a second, uh, but right now it's just me. Um, but uh just wanted to give a do a little preview pod before obviously the NBA conference finals start, the final four. Um, and the NBA is here. Um, I think this is a very, very interesting year because I guess it could it could possibly be a changing. Uh, well, I think it already is a changing of the guard, but it could possibly really be a changing um, of the guard when you look at some of these matchups. And I think this 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 year, this whole everything right now is just completely wide open. Um, I don't have an idea who's. I don't have a strong idea about who's going to win. Um, I have suggestions, but I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams um, ended up pulling it off. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's let's. Let's uh let's uh get into it. Let me hold on. Let me go ahead and tweet the link out for everybody else real quick one time. Um all right, all right. All right, if anybody hasn't joined, join in. And I see the homie is here. Uh so let's get into it. My screen froze for a quick second. So if y'all saw that, that was me trying to, that was me trying to, uh, me trying to undo my screen because my screen froze for a quick second. But yeah, back on Hoops and Brews. Welcome back. The homie Joe, how you feeling, bro? What's good, man? I'm pretty good. What about you? I am fine. Now that my screen is unfroze, I am great. <laughs> uh, first thing I want to talk about, because um, I don't know if anybody expected this to go the way it went, but um put the graphic up first of all i want to talk about where where do the suns go from here but first of all what the hell happened to the phoenix suns in game seven against the dallas mavericks now i will say the last problem told you i did not expect the suns to win that basketball game i thought the suns would lose the game if if it went to game seven to me i thought game six was the suns game seven because i thought the suns were in a very unique situation where it's like yeah you have the quote-unquote better team but the better player by far, and then you was like, do we really know if, yes, we do. The better player by far is on the other basketball team. And you didn't want a situation in which, you know, you go into a game seven, anything can happen, you saw anything happen, then in this game they just couldn't hit shots. Couldn't make anything. They had 27 American basketball points at halftime. Luka had 27 and the Suns had 27. Um, What the hell happened to the Phoenix Suns? And also, where do the Phoenix Suns, Go from here. Like, well, obviously they have a lot of questions coming up. Chris Paul is 38 years old. He's well, he's gonna be 38. He's only getting older. Uh Aiden has a contract situation this summer. <clears throat> he's a he is a restricted free agent, but you still don't know whether or not he will for sure be back. Um, so yeah, where do they go from here? Um, start off just from game seven, pretty much everything that could have went wrong went, went wrong. wrong in that game. But like it was just like just all around, just a flat out just disgraceful performance. And I mean, you know, the DA, even his beef, you saw like he was beefing with Monty. Um, that even flared up a little bit. Uh, Chris Paul did not return the call at all. He, he kept up his bad play for pretty much the entire series. Devin Booker 
was a no-show. Uh, shit, Cam Johnson wasn't doing nothing. Mikael Bridges wasn't producing nothing. It was just an all-out hell, and they just they lit up Twitter. They lit up the basketball world, but it was it was just bad. And then uh, moving forward, uh, where they go, I mean, I don't – it depends on what they do, what they end up deciding to do with Aiden. Um, I think they – I'm not the biggest Aiden guy, but I think they probably should maybe try to keep him just because, like, Chris Paul's on the older side, so why would you side towards the older dude over uh, a younger guy yeah. like that? I, I just don't see how that makes much sense, especially in the near future. Um, but and they can come back. I mean, even this year, like a lot of this team would kind of plug and play. Like when certain guys went down, they'd still be really good. So I mean, even without Aiden, they can for another couple of years if they like you find another backup center that side. Like we saw when Aiden wasn't playing this year, guys like Biombo, Javale stepped in, and they played the five pretty well in that uh, in the system with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the uh, Monty Williams offensive system that's very unselfish. But it's just moving forward. I see. I think what I think they should do, they should probably. Do whatever they can to bring Aiden back. If they can't bring him back, maybe sign and trade for um usually signing trades are so one sided though. It's just a bunch of weaker assets. But I, they can try to get maybe a star or maybe superstar caliber player in, in return for Aiden. You gotta That's kinda not maybe, maybe <laughs> not at all. Happening. No. If it's not, not happening, happening. if it's not happening, you gotta try to keep him in. You can't just let him walk. I think you the Suns can't... I think the Suns in a very particular situation because for one, I, I don't think one, okay, one, even in this series, what I would see happen too many times, I know you're not the biggest Aiden fan, but it's too many times in which I would see them go through offensive droughts and Aiden wouldn't touch the ball. Again, you have a high percentage player who shoots 55%. Gee, if, if we swinging the ball around, and obviously Chris Paul was clearly hampered. I know they said he had a quad injury or whatever he had, but regardless, he was clearly hampered. So if he's not going to go out there, if he's not going to score, if he's just going to end, even his playmaker wasn't, he's just, it's I, like, the quad, the quad injury is one thing, but I saw too many times it was Chris Paul tried to jump pass. I don't really remember Chris Paul ever jump passing. To me, jump passing means you are very indecisive about what you're trying to do. And it was like dumb jump pass. Like he would jump and then throw it behind him. Like, bro, what? Like he just looked completely out of sorts. So I don't want to fully blame that on the quad. He just looked completely out of sorts. Maybe his age finally caught up to him. Obviously, I think the Dallas Mavericks did a very good job of making him have to guard. Yeah, like they they made him have to guard Luca. They made him have to guard um Brunson. And then on the other end, even when a guy like Frank Nealakila came came in the game, he played great defense on both Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, you even saw in the uh, last series when you had um Jose Alvarado guarding him. The thing about Jose Alvarado was Jose Alvarado is now they're trying to get twenty five points. So even though he's guarding you on the other end on offense, you still get to rest a little bit because he's not out there trying to give you thirty. Luka, Jalen Bronson, even a Spencer Dinwiddie, you saw in, you know, game seven, is a guy who can, they can all give you 30. So they, they did a great, great job of making him have to guard, so maybe he was tired. But there was just no excuse for the way that I saw him play in this series, in my personal opinion. Yeah, and, he, go ahead. I'm saying, if he, if he was injured, why are you out there? Like, yeah, like, why, sit down, bro. You don't have to be there, dog. You're a clear liability to your team. Like, sit down. <laughs> It's torture. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just bad. I don't know. The Suns, like, they, they could go from being one of, like, the NBA's best stories over the past two years, obviously, what the founders were in last year, and the 64-1 season this year, right back to a disaster very quick if they don't come up with something um, in the near future to shake something up or um, bring it in. I don't, but, yeah, it's just, and the West, the West is only getting tougher. The West they is only gotta, tougher. They got to make decisions quick, or they can go right back to being a disaster. They had a great two-year run. Uh <laughs> We'll I don't think they'll go back to being a disaster because again, like like yeah, regardless of what Devin did, you know, in game seven, I do still think you can't name 
15 to 20 basketball players better than Devin Booker. I know I said I'm not the biggest Devin Booker fan, but I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that, that like you can name 15 to 20 basketball players better than Devin Booker. Do I think he is a superstar? No. <laughs> no. But, like I said, I don't think you can name 15 to 20 players better than Devin Booker. And I don't think as long as you can keep DeAndre Aiden, but I think keeping DeAndre Aiden is a very hard thing. And also, if I'm Aiden, like, the, part of the reason why he might have been beefing with the coaches, how much do you want me to set screens, roll, do all this stuff, and not get the ball and not get no plays called for me? Like, it's only so much rebounding and, you know, uh, and they want to switch me on Luka. I got to try to guard Luka. You want me to rebound, and then you don't give me no chicken on the other end. Devin out there dribbling, Chris Paul out there. Some chicken. It was some too, chicken. It was like, bro, I saw too many times. It was Jay, like Jay Crowder was taking like five shots in the first 10 minutes of every game. Shout out Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder should not be taking five shots in the first 10 minutes of every game. I saw Jay Crowder putting the ball on the floor. Way more than I've ever seen Jay Crowder putting the ball on the floor. I feel you, but you come to Aiden, you also, you can't, his matchup was who, Dwight Powell for the majority of that series? You can't yeah, let Dwight, Dwight Powell, Powell and- yeah. You cannot let the white power play on this at a sort of similar level to you. You gotta insert your dominance, and you gotta, yo, I'm a number one pick. I, I need a man. I'm looking for max money. You go like, you gonna feel me? You feel me? I'm gonna like put some throw some elbows in your chest. We are gonna be aggressive. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some boards. You see, Looney got grabbed 22 boards in game six last year. He did grab 22 boards in game six. <clears throat> Aiden gotta be able to do something like that. You gotta be able to. Yeah, but the thing about it is, Aiden, the, the only the, the, the only thing I would say in DeAndre Aiden's defense um, is that. Don't like the 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 shots the Grizzlies taking and the shots that the um that the um that the uh war that that the Mavericks take are completely different. Shoot so many threes that a lot of these balls bounce wherever they bounce. So in his defense, I will say that I'm looking to see what DeAndre Aiden averaged in the playoffs. I should probably do it off my phone so my computer doesn't freeze. But I'm really looking to see what he averaged in these uh playoffs more so in this series because of the fact again. I just think too many times they don't they and you can you can get away with that when Chris Paul is you know when uh Chris Paul is being regular Chris Paul but when Chris Paul is not being mm. regular Chris Paul and you don't have any other scoring that's the thing about the, the the Suns they really don't have any other scoring like when you look at their roster right you see um Mikael Bridges you see um Cam Johnson all these guys are guys who need opportunities created for them if you even want to talk if you talk about this like Mikael Bridges need to go get some shimmies especially if they're gonna play like that he need to go get some shimmies yeah he definitely limited their offense like a part of the the only thing that was the Suns will be relying on for this playoff run is pretty much the growth of Mikael Bridges and maybe the growth of Cam Johnson I was kind of thinking that maybe they will take another step forward but it looks like they're still sort of same those same limited offensive players who um they kind of excel more in the regular season but when times get tough in the in the uh, in the postseason, when you really need some extra help, they don't got it for you. They don't. They they looking at you like you are crazy. They looking at you like, oh, you need me to get a uh, buggy right here, uh, deep book. <laughs> I mean, I'm even look look. I'm even like looking at age of stats, right? Obviously, outside of game seven, which he played 17 minutes in game six, he played 30 minutes. Um, this this is not the plus minus. This is just basic stats. He was he had 21 points, 10 for. Uh, 10 for 16 from the field, 11 rebounds. That's pretty sure that's over that, That's over 50%. That's like, I think, probably 60%. Then the next game, he 20 points, 9 of 13 from the field, over 50%. The next game, but a game after that, well, before that, 14 for 17. Oh, no, no, 7 for 12. 
14 points, 11 rebounds. That's over 50%. The game, uh, what's this game? Yeah, I hope he's shooting over 50%. Four. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, all of these things are over, they're over 50%. I'm pretty sure he shot over 50% for the whole series. It should be. I'm That's pretty not sure Devin Booker did not. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Chris Paul did not. So my only, my only, my only, my only, my only thing is like, bro, if you got a guy who is missing maximum four shots per game and you are going through ruts in which you're struggling to score, the, we, we do not agree. The Suns had times in this series in which they actually struggled to score the basketball. That's that's true. If you have I a guy who's, them. if you have a guy who's only missing four shots in those times when you get in those ruts and you struggle to score, you have to run some offense for him. I've seen him get him the ball, and he either smokes a layup or he either passes it right back to him. He don't got that dog in him. He you is not to. one of those guys who really want the ball and want to be aggressive with it and want to kill you right there. It's not. It's just not in him. You don't. I see can't him. say that because even a year before Chris Paul came, he averaged eighteen and twelve, which is basically twenty points. That's not like, a, that's. What you mean? No. Eighteen. How much? How much you have for the series? No, was no, that, no, 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 I'm not that, that. That's fair. That makes sense. Whatever. See what. Let's see what it's looking see like. You what, see San Antonio, the Magic, what they're gonna throw at him. And, and go ahead. Option to match, obviously. That, yes. That's the option to match. The match to match it. So I mean, that makes he, more sense. And if he goes somewhere else, he's going to average twenty and ten. He's going to average twenty and ten, no matter where it goes. Well, if he goes to the Spurs, he's a he is a twenty and ten player. And giving and gonna, with probably shooting fifty two percent for the field. It's still not gonna make the all star team. I mean, because in the West it's kind of hard to make the all star team. Like the West is pretty fucking loaded. I don't so think he make it in the East either. The East is pretty loaded. The the big the big man. It's it's a, it. But that don't mean he won't be a very. But that don't mean he won't be a very very good addition to whatever uh, team he goes to. But uh, moving along from the Suns and 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 whatever and whatever debacle. That was on on Sunday. I have to pose this question. What's up? Is Luka Doncic the best player in basketball? Uh, um, if we go on based off, I mean, honestly, look, it's about to get Luka, Luka Doncic versus the Warriors. Steph Curry is literally one of the greatest Western Conference Finals performers in NBA history. So, I mean, we get to see what happens here. I'm not. I'm not going to take Luka Doncic over what over already proven uh, playoff performer Stephen Curry. I'm not doing that. Um, we'll see. We have to wait to see after the series. Maybe I could end up uh, regretting and saying this, but I'm not gonna take him over proving. We've seen Steph Curry battle Harden. We've seen him battle uh, Durant, Westbrook in these in these Western Conference Finals. Uh, was, we've seen him battle the Grizzlies. Uh, we've already seen him like knock off plenty of the successful top five, top ten players in the same setting. And I don't see why it wouldn't happen now. He hear the chatter. I'm pretty sure. I mean, but I can't give him that crown just yet. He's playing against already a guy who's pretty much at his peak right now. Um, Is he? Not, some he's averaging twenty seven, um, and like four and like six for this playoff run, and he's and he's pretty much like he's well rested right now, coming off of um, I was gonna make the playoffs last yeah. year and didn't make the playoffs the year before that. So I mean, I think uh, pretty much for the most part. So I mean, I just gotta see him go head to head with one of the um. If you go head to head with this all time great uh top fifteen top ten player of all time, to most people, and you do that again, you could probably get that. But let's see what um pretty much the guy who's already been holding it down got in store for him.
Um, in in. I don't want to say he's the best player in basketball. I'm not going to go there yet. But I will listen to the discussion. Like when when is when, when when we reconvene next season, and you know when we um make our top list, mm-hmm. I don't know how I can put three people ahead of Luka Doncic. Three? I don't know how I can put three people ahead of. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't I'm know. Only one, that, only one that's like probably you would put Giannis. over Giannis. Giannis. Giannis, like, like ignoring what Giannis, what happened with the Bucks. Clearly, what happened with the Bucks was they just didn't have enough. Like without Chris Middleton, they just physically did not have enough to win that series. They like, even though Giannis is Giannis, Middleton is still probably their best half court scoring threat. When things get tough, you can see too many times they just struggle to get buckets, or they would give Giannis the ball and like y'all had charge at some people, and it's like. And so, did you see how? Al Horford did a heck of a job on Giannis last series. I, I, obviously, obviously Giannis got his numbers, but yeah, gee, but Al Horford right, did a great job. He was taking them bowls. He was ugh, like he was for right sure. there, like for sure. He took all that physicality like right to the chest, and like sure. was like, "What's good? I'm I'm here." That's why, like this, um, he even though Bam is a monster, he gets a huge uh, breath of fresh air going from Giannis to Bam. So yeah, it's to like, Bam. I feel like he'll do a great job of kind of neutralizing Bam, and that's why I'm going with the Celtics. I know it's a whole different conversation, but that's why I'm going. We'll with get the Celtics. into it. But, but yeah, that's. But yeah, the only person I'll probably put above him when when we reconvene next year is 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 um yeah Giannis. Like when I look at what Luca is doing, I think I think defensively he may have more steals than Chris Paul. Like he's not obviously. Steals and bridges last series. Yeah, like obviously, if you put Luca in space because of you know his lateral movement, there are some things that you know he 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 can't do. But he's a damn good rebounder. Um, he's big, number one. So even if he yeah. has to switch, and he has to switch on the big, he can hold his own. I mean, you saw it with Rudy. You saw it with Aiden when he would switch on 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 to Aiden. Sometimes he would, you know, hold his own. So because Aiden just don't got no more. you can't feed Aiden on Luca Doncic. Don't talk to me about Aiden. No, I just think that Luca. No, I just think that Luca's a big body. Uh, like, no, nah, I I I think Luca is a is a big body. He's deceptively strong like when you look at him at least on tv he like mm-hmm. it's not like he's super chiseled so he doesn't look like he's you know just he don't look like Giannis. like Giannis look like okay he's pushing people around but luca big as hell i mean did you see the way they was flying off him mikhail biggest flying off him yeah, book yeah. flying off him cam, cam johnson right flying, like, flying off yeah. of him he put that shit flying off of him so and again and i mean look we all better hope he never shoots above 38 from the three-point line he could get to that. I feel and like he could get the, to that. Because, because, because that's the only quote unquote weakness I can see in this game is the fact that he does shoot about thirty two percent from the um three point line. But if he ever gets to about forty percent, God bless the world. <laughs> God bless the world. So again, I won't say definitively yes, he's the best player in basketball, but I will listen to the. To the discussion, and again, when we reconvene next year, depending on what happens in this series, depending on what happens, it yeah, I mean, somebody goes to the finals and wins the finals, that's a whole nother different, complete discussion. But depending, but when we reconvene next year, still the only person that I will be one thousand percent comfortable putting over Luca will be Giannis, and that's just a factor because I think Giannis can be the best offensive and the best defensive player on the court. And I don't think Luca can be the best defensive player um on the court but i don't think he'll always have to be a defensive uh negative um on the court so i again i won't say yes but i will say i will listen 
to the discussion. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Yeah, that's fair to say. But let's break down the actual series, Warriors Mavericks series preview. Um, I can't say I didn't expect this before the playoffs started, but I will say I'm not shocked. I remember even, I think we even had a pod early when I was like, the conference finals going to end up being Mavericks Grizzlies, and we could be like, what the hell? So I'm not <laughs> shocked the Mavericks are here just because, I mean, even when I looked at uh, uh, before the playoffs started, I just thought that in any series that they could be in against anybody, Luka could be the best person on the court. You can't ever discount what could happen when you have the best player on the court um on your team but warriors mavericks series preview how do you see it going what should we look for um kind of like how you talked about on twitter we're gonna see a lot of uh luca he get hunting out jordan pule um hunting out clay hunting out steph it's gonna be a really good series two really good um offensive teams uh two teams who can kind of convert to i don't know Mavericks don't play too much small ball but they can if they want to put like a dorian finney smith at the five to maybe counter draymond at the five but it's going to be a heck of a series. Um, I'm going with the Warriors because of their experience and because of their firepower. Um, you uh, kind of tried to – you trying to you like to play Kate Thompson a lot, but he's tied for most threes in the playoffs so far this year. That's fair. Kate Thompson, um, is, is, he's doing his thing. Um, I, I, the thing about this series is um, I think it's going to be a lot of rely on Draymond. I hate um, Kyle Draymond. If you notice how he plays him a lot of losses, he'll catch the ball and he'll just like immediately look the pass or he'll catch it. He won't even look at the rim. Like Draymond, like he was a lot more aggressive in Game Six, um, the win over the Grizzlies, and if he he has to do that every night. I hate how he really holds their offense up when he's out there and not looking to score at all. It's it's kind of um pathetic, and and if he can't get more aggressive, like for a consistent series, it could be, it could get nasty for the Warriors. But I feel like it's going to be a lot on him because I know they're going to send a lot of blitzes and double teams at uh Curry. So Draymond's going to be have to be able to react and make decisions, make some open threes, make some layups, get other people involved. Um, it's going to have, have a lot to do with him. Um, also, I think Steph really has to – Steph got to go and remind people. Like I said earlier on the podcast, he's literally one of the greatest Western Conference performers in NBA history up there with the Magics, the Kobe's of the world, uh, the, the Dirks, uh, Durant's, the, all the great Western Conference performers we've seen in the, in the past. So it's going to be up to him to have another another one of those performances. If he can still – if it's still in the uh, tank for Steph, he got to show it. Um, Clay got to hit. Um, and then as far as for the uh, for Dallas goes, they got to do a good job. They got to keep Steph uh, moving around. They got to keep pull, they got to keep going after those guys. Um, they got to get their role players involved. Obviously, I know they're gonna shoot the ball that well usually when they're not at home, but they're gonna have to get those guys. Finney Smith is gonna have to hit some threes. Um, <clears throat> Brunson is gonna have to get going. Um, who, who else do they got over there in Dallas? Um, oh, Cleaver is gonna have to play some good basketball. But it's gonna be, it's, I'm looking forward to a heck of a. a more of an offensive uh, related series, but we're gonna see. Um, I, I got war. I'm going Warriors in either six or seven. I'm probably gonna say seven. I'm gonna go Warriors in seven. I'm gonna go Mavericks in six. Um, my thing. Okay, one thing I think: Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, all those guys. One, I think foul trouble is gonna be an issue because you know Luca's gonna match up Hunt. I think foul trouble might be an issue for a guy like Steph or even a guy like Jordan Poole, even a guy like uh, Wiggins. Um, I think that could be one thing that may hamper them um, in this series. But I'm not really looking at Luka, and I'm more so looking at Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. Right. Like, I don't think it's far-fetched for me to say that Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie could outplay Klay Thompson and um, Jordan Poole. It's I don't think – I, 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 I don't think – like, 
when I just look at strictly matchups, right? Just based on what I've seen, it like again, I don't. The Warriors haven't been world beaters. They did lose by fifty fucking points to the Memphis <laughs> Grizzlies. Like they like granted again. Sometimes some of those nights just happen, but they lost by fifty points to the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> and even Game Six was competitive. They lost the game, but Game Six was competitive. One like they just came out there and steamrolled them. After what happened, so when I just even just look at Dorian Finley Smith and you know Andrew Wiggins, I think that's I mean that could go either way. Dorian didn't Dorian Finley not great. I don't expect Dorian Finley to have games in which he hit 10 threes every game, but didn't Dorian Finley have a game in which he hit like 10 threes? Mm, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna disrespect Wiggins like that. No, I'm not, not, no, it's I like no, no, like no, like look. Wiggins outperforming Dorian Finley Smith. That's not a given. That one I, I could give you the, the clay and uh, uh, what is it, clay and uh, Poulet and Dinwiddie. Brunson comparison, but I don't know about. I think that's a Wiggins got to get that matchup for sure. Wiggins don't get that matchup, then we in the Warriors in hell. If yo, uh, what Wiggins make twenty eight million dollars a year? If you can't outplay uh Dorian Finney Smith, then we got some huge. They got some huge bigger problems on their hands. All star I mean, starter Andrew Wiggins, you better outplay Dorian Finney Smith. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I feel you. But again, I'm not talking about a a a a um situation where it's every single game. But I do think that we can like it might be a pivotal game for a pivotal game five that might swing the series in which you may see a Dorian Finney Smith, you may see a Maxi Kieber. Like they have a lot of guys who are getting streaky, but you never know what night. And again, as long as Luca can get one or two guys to come along with him, that's all Thank I'm you. saying. Oh, but yeah, as far as it's still live, so. But um yeah, that series is gonna be a heck of a series. Um I think ooh, is that, oh he said talk. But um yeah, it's gonna be a heck of a series. Um let's see if Steph can get going. Uh we'll see what goes from there. Um I think Steph is gonna come out he should come out blazing. Uh, I got high expectations for him. I know you hear all the chatter, y'all talking for everybody saying Luca is the guaranteed best player in this series, Luca this, Luca that. Um, Steph Curry, he hears this stuff. Uh, we've seen in the past, he's responded to criticism before. Um, I don't know if you noticed, um, he had a scoreless hat back in uh, versus Houston in the West Conference Finals a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he said, he said he said so what yeah. happened was foul trouble, though. It, like, literally, in that, in that series, I think he, I think in that, in that, it, that was in game six, he picked mm-hmm. up three quick fouls on Harden. Again, I think Steph has to main thing stay out of foul trouble. But that means they can't, they be, they'll be familiar with what Houston, with, with what Dallas is going to throw at him. All them years battling with Houston, Steve Kerr. I'm pretty sure they have a. They said I expect a very sharp game plan from Steve Kerr and the Warriors, and I expect them to be able to execute it. Um, especially with all the chatter and all of them barely squeaking out of uh squeaking away from Memphis the way they did. I think that hurt them a certain way, and I think they're familiar with the with the Dallas prototype. Luka Doncic is basically honestly he's basically 2018, 2019 Harden. Same, but a same bigger thing. version, but a bigger version, which is a thing. It's a bigger version. But he that, that don't shoot the ball as well. Debatable, because what was, what was <laughs> no 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 it's not, not seriously what was what's 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 Harden the highest percent from three is it like thirty eight maybe his highest percent in his entire entire career let's yeah, find out like 30, 30, 38 in them in them years and the thing about Luca is like I feel like he shoots better than thirty two percent I think he's streaky but I feel like he shoots better than what than what his percentages say he shoots. I get. I mean, yeah, because you don't want to. You're not dying by a Luca three. I'm not. Especially you see some of those ways he hits them. Like he had like a spin step back three. Exactly. Like 
if he get hot, <laughs> like <laughs> he could very well go seven for 12 from three, and I'm not shocked. Like when Lucas shoots the ball, I'm never like, that's not going in. Sometimes I'm like, relax, and then it'll go in, but I'm never like, that's not going in. I guess for Harden's career, he is a for his career for three, he is a 36% for his career. And in those 2018, 2019 years, he was 36, 36. Yeah, hey, like he was shooting not, a lot of games, though. He was shooting how many? Yeah, but don't Luca take like I mean he don't take 13, but Harden was shooting 13, yes, 13, yes, 13, 13 12, is three. crazy. Thir- <laughs> he don't take 13, but Luca take about I think it's like about I mean, Harden was a man. Harden was a Harden was a maniac. Luca takes eight, basically. He yeah, shot 30, yeah, well. Luca shot thirty five percent from three this year. Thirty five percent last year in the playoffs so far. He's been taking fucking fucking. He whoa whoa wait. He shot forty percent from three last year, taking eleven threes over seven games this year. Uh, Luca. Um, last year he shot forty percent, taking basically eleven threes a game. This year in the playoffs, he's shooting thirty four percent, taking nine threes a game. Basically. 10, 10, 10 threes a game. So they're about the same, and he's a bigger version. I just think, look, this could be a very, 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 very interesting series in the game. My eyes aren't so much on Luka Doncic because I know what Luka's going to do. Like, nobody's going to – I think that the Warriors have uh, a more capable defenders for Luka. I think, you know, even like Draymond. Like, Draymond is a guy I think it's hard to knock around Draymond than it is Mikhail. But even looking at their stature, it's hard to knock around Draymond. It's harder to knock around Clay. Um, it's harder, maybe a little bit hard to knock around Wiggins. Um, I don't know what's going on with Iggy at all. Um, I don't even know if Iggy's going to – is is Iggy even, even going to play in this playoff run? I don't think so. I think what it's harder to – I think he has like a neck issue. I think it's harder to oh. knock around um, Otto Porter than what it would be to knock around Cam Johnson. Um so, so granted, I, I think that they can put up a little bit more um, resistance for him. Like I said, I'm not really looking at that. I'm looking at Jalen Brunson, and I'm looking at Spencer Dinwiddie. And I think that game seven was big for uh For, for the uh, confidence moving yeah, forward. Facts, mm-hmm. facts. So, again, I'm personally going Warriors. No, no, no Mavericks Um, in uh, six. Part of me is because I just want to see it happen. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing – no, no, but really, like, I wouldn't mind just seeing different teams in the finals. Like, I wouldn't, like – again, I think that this generation of basketball could be going back to, like, the 70s when nobody really repeated. I don't think there were any repeat champions in the um 70s. You had a couple of teams that made, that made back-to-back finals. Like, you like you did have the Sonics um, and the Bullets rematch that happened two years um, um in a row. But nobody, like, won back-to-back finals. There was no dominant team. Um even like as far as dominant players, a lot of people won MVP during that era. Um, so I think we could be headed back to an era like that, um, kind of post super team um, era. But for the Mavericks, go ahead. I the post super team. I don't know. Once fucking uh, Luka Doncic and Giannis are on the same team, already go. Everybody can go right back to the whole the whining thing. I mean, it just matters that the right combo get together. We going right. Yeah, back the right. Be, I mean, like yeah, yeah but I mean, but it just ain't happening yet. But. <laughs> Granted, obviously, you usually don't see, but do you? Would you consider that a, a super team? No, to me, a super team is three or more guys. Giannis and Luca on the same team. That's I mean, a super like, team. But do you, I mean, but like, do you consider Kobe and Shaq a super team? Yes. I don't think it was a super then they, team. Then they go sixteen and zero or sixteen and one. And yeah, but I don't think it was a super team, team though. You're a super, if you're capable of doing that, you're most definitely a super team. To me, super team is three or more All NBA players or three or more. 
all stars on the same team. Then, then why has there been teams with three or more all stars who didn't produce as well as those two together? If they why why didn't they why didn't they produce as because, well as they did? Because, because they, they not they weren't as good. They not Kobe and Shaq. As a team, exactly. They not those Kobe two and Shaq. Good enough to drive a whole team like just. Guarantee like guarantee championships, back but, also, back. but also they 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 did have really good complimented pieces, which which is one thing I did want to say about the Mavericks. I know that you know people look at the roster, and I've I've heard people start to make the comparisons between the 07 Cavs and the Dallas Mavericks, and or like yo, what superstar should we pair with Luca? I think Luca has everything Luca needs to win with the way Luca plays the game of basketball. Oh, I like that's a good point. I think Luca has everything he needs to win. Like again, especially Jalen Brunson can play like this, and if they can keep him, he can continue to grow and play like this. And you add Spencer Dinwiddie, you can go small. You have um, you know, uh, wing defenders. Maybe the only thing you might need to add is a shot blocker, a shot blocker, lob threat, or something like that. But I think mm-hmm. for the way Luca plays the game of basketball, the Dallas Mavericks have done a good job of giving him everything that he needs to win games. That's a strong point. So basically, you're saying people are just kind of more overlooking to the names instead of more like what caters to their style of basketball and what can yes. maximize the player the most. Yes. Instead of like this is maximize this is player and this player is so good. If you maximize him, you can around and be anybody. Exactly. I know what you're saying, right? And yeah. that makes sense. I I get what you're saying. Like that makes a lot of sense. People they get caught they get lost in the names. In the names. In the names. But that makes yeah, because like pretty much like I said, if you maximize Luca. No telling where the hell he might take you. This the way he played basketball, as good as he controls the game, as good as he scores the ball, scores, as good as he finds his other teammates, as good as he literally does everything on the basketball court. I mean, the sky's the limit. If you maximize, if you maximize Luca, like we, we might see it this year. No telling, like um, go ahead. Yeah, again, if they if if they win this series, how would I just would I just would not be shocked, especially with what I've seen from the Warriors, like I said, so far in the playoffs. They have not looked like world beaters outside of like the Denver series and the Denver have hurt whole teams hurt. They haven't looked like world beaters. And I think um um Gary Payton the third still being hurt might prove to be big for the series. I think he's a guy that could Definitely, definitely, definitely at least be another added body for Luca or not even for Luca, Jalen Brunson. For another added body for Jalen Brunson, another added body for Spencer. Oh, seriously, another added body for uh Spencer um Dinwiddie. I think a guy like him being hurt during this series, it, it'll be something that I think people might ignore, but it could be something that um that um proves to be big. There's gonna be a lot of offense in this series for sure. Um yes, which is it should be a very like we should get a couple 130. Scores in this uh, series. Draymond is really gonna have to show his ass. This Draymond is gonna have to show out this. Year. I think this is a perfect moment for Draymond if he still has it in him. If he's anywhere near like a, they said a top fifteen, top. 20, this is when he has to show it right here. This series, he's kind of. I feel like he's really the outlier right here. Draymond, you got to be aggressive. You got to make the right pass. You can't be turning the fucking ball over, Draymond. You can't be turning the ball over. You can't be turning, can't the, be ball. turning the ball. Over. He's gonna have the ball in his hands as much as he will because Dallas is gonna get the hand, the ball out of Steph's hands. He's gonna have the ball. In his, it's gonna be. It's gonna be on Draymond. You got to be aggressive. You got to make the right passes. You got to be able to finish around the rim. You got to just be able to do uh, Draymond facilitator. Type things you gotta be able to make open three too. Like Draymond, this is on, I feel like I'm putting this series on him because he like the the Dallas the Dallas has guys that can do kind of what uh, what Paul do. Obviously, Dallas ain't got nobody who can really replicate what Draymond Green can do on the court. So that's why I feel like if he brings what Draymond Green brings what Draymond Green brings to the table, the Warriors should be able to handle them in six or seven without a doubt. But let's see if he comes to the table. He should uh, experience experience as he is as successful as he's been. Um, We'll see, but it's, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna pin this on him. I'm I'm watching a lot. Of, I'm watching Draymond very closely this series. Now, two things. Also, with that, one thing I'm also with about Draymond is because I'm wondering who do you stick Luca on? 
Right. I think, yeah, I think like the thing about I, I know at first I was like, oh, you could stick him on Draymond. I think about Draymond is if you put him on Draymond, he's going to be moving around a lot. And the thing about, you know, in the previous other series is they can stick him on Rudy and Rudy is not, obviously not going to move around. He's not even really trying to score like that. So like you can basically rest him. And even with the Suns, like you can just throw him on like you 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 like you can just throw him on Cam. You can just throw him on Mikael. You 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 can just throw him on Aiden. And these guys aren't going out there trying to give you thirty. They're just waiting for the ball to get swung to them. Even a the crowd, they're just waiting for the ball to get swung to them. Think about Draymond is even though the fact that he's not going out there trying to give you thirty, he's still very very active. It takes energy to guard him. But that's yeah. one thing that I was looking for. But and would I be out crazy? Would I be crazy to say? Maxi Kiba could match Draymond Green. <laughs> well, you got the. You do crazy. No, would, would I be would, 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 would it be crazy? To say you that? do. You kind of want to get the opposite because I said like the the Mavericks don't have anybody who can offset who can do what Draymond does. Maxi Kiba cannot do what Draymond Green does on the basketball he court. Can't do what he 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 can't do what he does. But Maxi Kiba, for some weird ass reason, can offer solid rim protection. It's not great, but he can offer some type of resistance at the rim. And if he gets hot. I mean, do you remember what he was doing? I think it was it the Utah series when he hit like fucking ten or ten for three. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Maxi mm-hmm. Kiba is a guy that you can't just leave or just forget about on the team. You can't. That's right. But I, offsetting Draymond is crazy though. Look, listen, listen, listen. Again, I know we look. I know we going off names, and yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> could be wrong. But when I look at this matchup. It, judging based off the way the Warriors have played the game of basketball so far in these playoffs, I don't think it's crazy to say that this is a very, 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 very even matchup, especially if Luka is who I think he is and is the best player on the court. But moving along, I want to give, number one, <clears throat> you the time to talk about your mans. I know I don't have it up here, but I want to give oh. you time to talk about your man, Jason Tatum, because you now look, now look, I still think over the totality of the playoffs, Al Horford wow. has been stopped. No, ain't no stop. Al Horford has been the best Celtic over the totality of the playoffs for for the Boston Celtics. But I do want to ah. give Jason. But no, listen, I do, <laughs> I do, I do want to give Jason Tatum credit for Game Six and Game Seven, especially Game Seven, because Giannis was trying to say yes and Tatum was saying no, absolutely not. You are going home today. He was hitting threes over Giannis' outstretched hands. Like that's like that's top tier shot making at his great. Like, and that's what you need in these like in order to win. Top like that's shot making at his finest. And not to mention, obviously, um, he has the height, um, and the length to be a heck of a defender. And he can dribble the ball. He can get to the lane. He can rise over you when he gets into the lane. And he just he's dominating on all levels. Like that's what he Al Horford has. A, he has a defense. He he hit open every once in a while. He's just not. He's not. Al Horford playoffs, bro. It's not. We know we went through the numbers last time. It's actually crazy what Al Horford is doing. It's actually crazy when Al Horford is balling on him right now. It's crazy. He really turned back. He almost damn near better than he was. Yeah, I've never seen him play like this before. I've watched Al Horford play since Florida when him (laughs) and Joaquin Noah won. If I'm not mistaken, back to back in Florida. I've never seen this man look like this. (laughs) You're right, man. but yeah, this um, the Celtics have a heck of a team. They are very well coached, um, well disciplined, and they have shot makers and they have defenders. They pretty much got the whole everything, and that's why I kind of think this series is going to be insanity because Miami can say the same thing about them. Well coached, they got defenders, they got a leader, they got shooters. 
Um, I think the difference maker is just going to be pretty much, I think you got Horford is obviously on this insane level. Like, I don't know. Um, You got the green arrows up on 2K, like like a plus 10 on his overall for this run. But um, he's like, and he's coming off, he's getting a huge, but damn, damn is no uh, slouch. Don't get me wrong. But from going from having to guard Giannis, Giannis seven games, it's like, oh, wow. It's a huge, but like, it's like his workload just got even less. So I, it's just far best to say we expect him to even be able to perform even better in this series. Like, I mean, he's been playing outstanding. So, I mean, between between Horford, um, Horford, Tatum, um, Brown, and these guys, I got to go with them in this series. And also, one reason why I'm picking the subjects is because the Heat beat them in 2020 on their way to the finals. And teams don't forget stuff like that. If you play basketball, you don't forget stuff like that. You play somebody in a one-on-one. That was Kemba Walker, first game, by the way. That was that was one thousand percent Kemba Walker. G. T made Tyler Hero look like the second coming of Chris Murray. He was torturing Marcus Smart too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, but yeah, but the Kemba Walker thing. G. They kept finding Kemba Walker, and Kemba Walker was not getting. And and Kimball Walker was not giving you enough offensively to be getting found the way he was getting found on the court in the bubble. That's fair. But, yeah, they beat them in the bubble. Teams don't forget stuff like this. It's like when you play basketball, you lose to a team as a team. You want to – and you circle that match the next game. Somebody beat you in one-on-one, you're not going to probably lose the next time. So I just can't see, especially these guys, as competitive as they are in the fire that they have, you're not going to lose to this team twice back-to-back because that's kind of like some sudden you, like, I'm really better than you. If I beat you, we beat you in the series in the conference finals twice, we really better than you. Like we we own you. And I don't think the Celtics um is gonna go out like that. Um, I think that's that's also gonna play a huge factor in the series. Just that grudge that you hold from losing to a team already, especially a team that's somewhat pretty much evenly matched to what you are. Um, so I expect the Celtics to go out there and get them. It's not gonna be easy though. It's gonna take six or seven. Um, I'm gonna go. Who has Miami? Definitely has home court, right? Miami has home court. Um, I'm angry about bro, cause I'm I'm okay. I, I I wanted to go to a fucking game. But they not gonna be there at the same time. No, I'm gonna be there. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. Very yeah. angry about that. Very, 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 very angry about that. What you gonna uh, around three and four? Is that when you going? Nah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, It'll be okay. in Boston when I'm. Yeah, so oh, I'm very angry about cool. that. I really want to yeah. check out. I really, was, I really want. I really want to check out the American Airlines Arena and 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 actually see what the vibe is like inside. But whatever, one day. But. <laughs> But no, but no, um, I'm with you. That's we actually agree on this. I'm with Celtics in uh six. I don't think either team has a great offense. Um, I think but I trust Boston's offense more than I trust Miami's offense. Um, I trust in the final minutes of a game, like final two minutes of a game, I trust Boston to be able to get a bucket over me trusting Miami to be able to get a get a bucket. And also, Boston's been the best team in the NBA since 2022. They just have. They've. They've. I think they've been with the number one defense. I don't know what they've been on offense, but it can't be that low. Even though, like, no, like, even though I'm saying I don't, I don't trust them because I don't mm-hmm. think their offense is like a, some like world bending offense. I do think that they take a lot of. They just swing the ball around and shoot threes sometimes. It's a lot of modern shots. Yeah. They. Yes, but they just swing the ball around, and the people who probably shouldn't be shooting the threes are shooting the threes. I see too many possessions in with a Marcus Smart shot attempt. I love but Marcus you- Smart. <laughs> but he shouldn't be. But also, I think Marcus Smart is questionable for game one. But yeah, Marcus Smart being did. hurt doesn't really doesn't really concern me too much. And I think for them, and I think for them as far as for the Celtics, I think the physical beating that they took against the Bucks won't be there for the Heat. You know, like I mean, Giannis had everybody getting hurt damn near every game. He had everybody. Every game, somebody came over some type of ailment. 
trying to guard Giannis. I don't think Giannis the same level. Different. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think. <laughs> I don't think the same level of uh, I well, energy. Say, no, I know not energy. Physical abuse, <laughs> or physical, <laughs> or the same level of attrition will be there. Um, from the heat, I think offensively they play a very finesse style. It's not a real like power offense, if you, that makes any sense. It's not a real like, like Bam. I like Bam, but Bam is still like offensively kind of like finesse. He's not out there trying to charge over you and dunk on you and things like that. Like Giannis every is trying, while, yeah. Every, Giannis every, is, every, I'm every, trying every, to get to the rim. It's like the only thing standing between you and, and the rim is him, and he got to <laughs> And I'm getting to the rim. And if you're in the way, God bless. If you're in the ray and the refs don't call it charge, God bless. I'm throwing bowls. I'm throwing my head. I'm throwing, I'm getting to that rim. I don't care who there. You're going to flop if you're going, whatever going to happen, going to happen. But I'm getting to the rim. God that's why Horford is like Horford is like Superman for his last for his last for, for, for performance on Giannis. Even though, like we said, Giannis got the numbers, but gee, like it was a lot of possessions where he stood up strong right there, and Giannis missed the leg, and he got the rebound. So it was just like Superman Horford, Superman Horford. Um, shout out to, him. <laughs> but yeah, he took that. Horford was like Superman in that last series, but yeah, that beating um definitely, and they and they go from that um pretty much like you said a lot more finesse team. Tyler Roko shoot a lot of threes. Um, a lot of more of back stress. A lot of teams is gonna swing the ball around, and not really just try to drill you from the inside like that. I can definitely, I can, I can definitely. Boston this. Boston Boston said, Boston 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 Boston. Boston. I can again, I can for sure. I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that. And also, but yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm going Celtics in uh six, and I would love to see a Celtics, a Celtics Mavericks finals. Um, and you know, I think there's, it, it, it would, it would be a great for, first of all, it'd be great to see Boston back in the finals, legendary NBA team. Um, no. I mean, I feel you, but they're a legendary NBA team. Like, like <laughs> when you think about good. NBA basketball, you think about the Lakers and you think about the Celtics is basketball is better when the Celtics are good and are, are, are a good elite team. They just are. It's like when the Knicks are good, basketball is better. When the Lakers are good, basketball is better. Um, so I think we both agree on that. Yeah, the Celtics, uh-huh. I'm going with them. Okay. Moving along, last thing I want to talk about today, unless we have anything random to talk about, is there has been a report. I don't know okay. how true this is. I don't know how true this is, but I've seen it come across the timeline. I saw one report a little while ago. Again, you cannot get away from Los Angeles Lakers. I've seen one, I've seen one report a little while ago. I saw one today that said um, – the Lakers are asking coaches how would they use Russell Westbrook? Um, <laughs> what do you if 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 this summer ends and Russell Westbrook is still a part of the Los Angeles Lakers? What do you think about that? Would you be mad? Would you be upset? Are you okay with it? How would you feel about that? I mean, I guess it was like it was suck. I guess I mean if you, but I mean this is like last year, like you said, team was. Scramble with injuries, and I mean, what's the worst? Like he, um, I, I know it's only one year left on his contract, but I mean, if you can't get nothing back for him, you might as well keep him. I mean, you wanted him here in the first place. Your star players wanted him here, so I mean, if you got to bring him back the next season because you can't get rid of him, then so be it. Um, making a couple roster, um, they got to make a couple roster adjustments. Obviously, maybe bringing some more shooting, bringing some defenders, please, somebody who can guard somebody, please. Um. But if he ends up coming back, and it just it is what it is, they're gonna have to figure it out. I mean, because the only reason why I see why they keep him back is because why they were bringing him back is if they can't um get something decent for him. 
And if you can't get him decent for him, it's not worth trading for. Like, I don't want John Wall. John, John Wall is very fragile. He plays. There's been a report that the Clippers, uh, allegedly, there's been a report yeah. the Clippers are looking at John Wall, which. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Lakers shouldn't want anything to do with John Wall. Last time he was healthy. Last time not well. Last time he played, he, he he only he was out every other game with some sort of injury or just resting. He he isn't no Westbrook played damn near all but like one or two games last season. That's phenomenal alone right there. Um, he led the team in a lot of statistical categories last season. A lot of categories. People like, don't realize that he did. And every, and he did. I, I, look, I get in the barbershop uh, work. Um, anywhere I go, I get killed in public when every time I say Westbrook uh, didn't oh, it wasn't that bad last year. Like the whole it wasn't that stopped, bad. The whole room was stopping. Look at me like I'm crazy. Neighbor, it wasn't that bad. He was not that bad. If you pull up the numbers, he literally did the same thing he did the year before in Washington, except for he took less shots. Exactly. So, I mean, like, it's just like if you feel like you can bring it back and obviously, like, just you got to change something. You got to be if they're healthy. Um, you make a couple small rush tweaks, bring in some more shooters, bring in some guys who can actually defend around this core. And you got to run it back for another year. And that's what you got to do. I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, as or because Westbrook is simple. Only thing, um, I don't know if, if he can repair his relationship with the fans, um, and they don't be on that BS that was on last year, knocking his family and calling them all them out of his name 24/7, just for, uh going out there and hooping. Then it's something I'm, I wouldn't be too like mad about. It's just kind of the reality of it. I mean, I'm not gonna be too bummed out about it. It's just it is what it is. Y'all, the like, front office made this move to bring Westbrook in, knowing he had such a bad contract. Um, knowing if it did go wrong, he'd be hard to get rid of. They knew all this before he got there, knowing he was aging, knowing he isn't in his prime. So if you, you got to stick with your decision. You made the decision. Now you got to thug it out until um it's over with. So what's the worst gets the Laker next year? It is what it is. Um, I'm still gonna watch every game. I'm pretty sure this dude's still gonna be at every other game. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm, I'm going. I'm in. There. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's still gonna sell out. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like LeBron's been saying, this was an AD. They had a very disappointing season last year. Maybe if anything, they can learn from what a disaster last year was. Maybe watch a lot of film, like a lot of film, like a lot, a lot of film on last year, and <laughs> and don't do that shit again. <laughs> then we could possibly be um talking about some uh something here. But I mean, if we bring them back, it is what it is. Like just yeah, that contract not easy to get rid of. If you don't feel like you can get what you want for him, bring it back. Let's see what happens. All right, so here's my thing about Russell Westbrook. One, from the Lakers' perspective, right? All right, so you have a guy who has one year left with $47 million. That means you get $47 fucking million in cap space at the end of the season. Who doesn't want $47 million in cap space? Especially when you look at, obviously, look, LeBron James, my fair player of all time. Let's be realistic. He can't be here forever. He can't. He can't. <laughs> Can't be here forever. Anthony Davis has not yet shown you that even if LeBron James does, you know, leave basketball, go on, go do what he wants to do outside of basketball, has not yet shown you that he can hold up a franchise, especially like the Los Angeles Lakers. You have seen no evidence of You didn't see evidence of it in New Orleans. And New Orleans wasn't that damn bad. That team wasn't that bad. Now, granted, obviously, the year that they did have a chance, Boogie got hurt. But that was – we got to remember who DeMarcus Cousins was before. What you mean? I said AD was cold, but I said the West I mean, the West was just real tough back then. Yeah, it was but hold on. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But it wasn't like you can't make the playoffs. I feel you, but it wasn't you can't make the playoffs tough. He was making them just getting. What you mean? The Warriors beating up on them in the playoffs every time they got there. No, they no no. That happened the first year. That was one year. Then they didn't get back for like three more years. Then they beat the hell out Portland when Drew Holiday put on a masterclass on uh Damian Lillard. 
So <laughs> all I'm saying is like you have not yet seen evidence that Anthony Davis, one, is going to be healthy enough to lead you and two, can lead you into the future. I don't want to attach all my picks. Who knows? My 2027, like like the draft lottery is tonight. Don't the Pelicans have a lottery pick? Because it belongs to because it's yeah, a lake of lot. They have a lottery pick. Count was tweeting trash about it. Yeah, they have a lottery pick. Like I don't want to trade my 2027, 2000. What if it's a situation in which I have to let's say okay, like let's say let's say the the Pacers thing is where you know smoke that's fire. Malcolm Brogdon, we get uh Buddy Hield, whoever the hell else. We trade Russell Westbrook and we trade. The 28, the 2027, 2028 pick, and it's the first pick in the draft. <laughs> if that'd be very sad if it was the first I'm, pick. I'm, like, I, I don't like as the Lakers, as the Lakers, as a team, you have to, you have to protect your future. So again, I think letting him play his contract out, um, and getting 47 million dollars in cash because again, this summer, like their books, I think what they have, what LeBron at 40 million, I don't know what AD making. Yeah, AD around 30. Um, yeah. I think the cap is only like what 127, 130. It's basically mm-hmm. a whole cap right there. Like you don't really have much else for the most part. And again, I'll say this for, for the 1,000, 1 millionth time. I do want to answer this actually because that's actually low key wild. The fact that these teams would be at a, a third finals. But, third um, final. but one thing about the Lakers is. Again, we never actually saw the team that they signed actually get on the court for any extended period of time. Kendrick Nunn, who they Kendrick obviously Nunn. thought, who 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 they obviously thought was going to be a big part of this team because they gave him a big level exception, did not play the entire season. Anthony Davis, I know what I just said about Anthony Davis. It's still Anthony Davis played thirty games. LeBron James missed like 30, 40 games. So the team that they signed never actually got on Mm -hmm. the court to play the game of basketball. And again, for the Lakers, you just can't keep shuffling people every year, bro. Like, you just can't keep shuffling your whole team out every year. Exactly. Like, you you have to have some type of consistent camaraderie. the way you can build chemistry. The only – yes, it's the only way that, that, you know, you can build chemistry. And, again, even with the coaching search, I just hope that they bring in a coach that knows how to coach offense. I mean, you have, what, two great – you have one of the greatest offensive players of all time in um, LeBron James, and you have Russell Westbrook who, I mean, in his prime was one of the best offensive players in the um, league. I think Andy Davis is better defensively than he is offensively, but he's still a very good offensive player as well. You need to bring in somebody who can make this work. Frank Vogel, throughout his whole time as Frank Vogel, has clearly been a defensive coach, clearly. Then all his top – like Jason Kidd, guys like that top assist are gone. So you take a team that you have to figure out how to make a offense work with two players, you kind of the same player, um, who are both, quote-unquote, past their primes. Um, and he couldn't do that. So I'm happy that they are at least trying to find a coach who has thoughts about incorporating um, all of that. And one thing about Russell Westbrook is, you know, at the very least, he's going to come in and he's going to be in shape. Russell Westbrook at 33 years old isn't like – Hate to do it, but James Harden at 33 years old. James Harden, I don't know what the hell he's gonna look like next year. I have zero <laughs> idea. It could be his hamstring injury that you know, like that's that that you know is, is or that that is hampering him, or he may just have lost a huge step. Also, what is his body gonna be like next year? Russell Westbrook, I'm never concerned about that man keeping himself in shape and going out there and playing basketball ever. 
So um, again, I get it from both uh, sides, and also from from like Russ's side, you can't get keep getting traded every year, bro. Like you can't, like nah, for real. Like you can't keep getting traded every year. Like you know, I mean, even just from a, a just from a family standpoint, you trying to find somewhere for your kids to go to school. You trying to find somewhere to live. Obviously, he's more so in his thirties. Like I don't know, you know, how old his kids are. I, I don't, I don't, you know, 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 um, 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 if they're school age. But getting traded every single year is just tough on you. Um, yeah, it's just tough on you all around, basketball wise, and you know, family wise. So for him, I can understand why you would. Why you would um why you would want to um you know stay um and I can understand from the Lakers standpoint of why they would want to keep you like you said this is the team y'all built bro this is the bed you laid in it's gonna be very hard first of all it's gonna be very hard to find somebody else who's better at basketball than Russell Westbrook for Russell Westbrook like he, Russell Westbrook getting paid superstar you said hard it's impossible it's yeah it's, you not like you not gonna find nobody in any deal you get that's better than Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And if you do, even if you let's say, okay, let's say you go out there and you get shooting, fine. So you want LeBron James at 38, 39 years old to be playing down here from 26 feet away, trying to get the ball to shooters, <laughs> and you want him to stay healthy and on the court. I mean, well, it's that isn't that LeBron? That's his play style. Like, you got what you mean? Yeah, that's but you're you 38, 39 years old, bro. What like, you gonna do with him? If you play like that, he's going to consistently get hurt and play 40 to 50 games, possibly 60 games every single year. You don't have to throw him in the mid post? As long as you're not using him at the five, how we did last year, we should be Put him right. at the four. Do something. But, again, like I'm just saying, you. but my point being, you need somebody else to take the load off of, off of LeBron James when it comes to getting the rest of the team involved. And again, I still think Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook can at least be a solid dude. I mean, you saw evidence of it. I mean, even game when um Bron uh uh when 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 uh Isaiah Stewart wanted to fold up LeBron, like when they fell down, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis like came back and brought the team back, and they seem to be a very very solid duo when they're together. I mean, I look at what Russell Westbrook had done with Stephen Adams and Daniel Gafford and guys like that. Like I've you know so again. I get it from both uh, sides mm-hmm. and um, both standpoints. Um, one last thing, couple last things before we get out of here. The draft lottery is tonight. Uh, any comments about the draft lottery? One, who who do you hope? What team do you hope gets a number one pick? And who do you hope goes number one? Um, number one pick. I'm hoping the number one pick gets to Portland, just so Dan can get some immediate no, facts, help. Yeah, facts, facts, be facts. Fired to see Damian Lillard uh, be next to a number one pick. What's the um, odds, actually? Uh, let's, Let me look. Uh, NBA draft lottery more. odds. Um, what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? Okay, here you go. NBA draft lottery odds. Uh, so. Houston, Orlando, and Detroit have a 14% chance to get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City has a basically 12.5% chance. Indiana, 10.5%. Portland, 9%. Sacramento, 7.5%. The Los Angeles Lakers have a 6%. You know how funny it would be the Lakers get the number one pick? I would fall out. Lakers yeah. have a 6% chance to get the number one pick. The Lakers, as in it goes to who? New Orleans. Um, yeah, Sacramento. Court. Court. Or does it? Or does it go to? No, it's either, no. It's it's either conveyed to New Orleans or to Memphis. I think depending on where. It falls. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Uh, the Spurs have a four and a half percent chance. Washington three percent. New York two. Clippers to OKC one and a half. Charlotte one and Cleveland fifty percent. What like less than a half percent chance. So Portland has a what is the nine percent chance. Yeah, I would like to see Portland get it. Uh, or or at least something close up there. Maybe like a third pick. I would love to see a Portland could get like a like a Jabari Smith. Um, I think yeah, that would Jabari be a great. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jabari would be a great plug and play guy for them. Um, I don't think I don't think Jabari would be a superstar, but I think he would be a great plug and play guy for them. Just even when I look at you know what Portland like, look, they still have Anthony Simon. I think they got to resign him, but they still have um Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard. Um, you know I think he still has at least one or one or two or maybe three like really um good years left. Uh, Josh Hart is a pickup who um you know I love. They also have some cat room um this summer. I think they'll have like forty to fifty million in um cat room. And I get it. This free agent class isn't great, but I do think that you can at least get some guys in there to at least get back and have a and have something to say um um in the um Western Conference um next year. But one last question I'm asking you: Who would you pick number one? Who would I pick number one? Or does it depend on who gets the number one pick? Or is there anybody you like, regardless who gets I, this, I'm picking them? I definitely think it's no, like, it's not like a, you know, a Zion or a LeBron or like a Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis. I'm not seeing that type of guy in this draft. So I definitely think it does kind of depend on who gets the first round, gets the first pick. Um, But who would I take first if I had the first pick just on some, like, randomly uh, – I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like Chet Holgram. Um, I feel you. He's tall and shoot the heck out the ball. Um, he kind of reminds me of Porzingis a little bit. Um, he has a length. He only obviously everybody's saying he needs to buck up a bit, but if he plays the four, you're probably not gonna have to buck up that much. You're gonna be going against guys like uh, smaller frame guys, like a lot of guys play the four, like Mikael Bridges, Crowder's a four, uh, Finney Smith plays the four a lot. Um, He'll have a huge advantage over those guys because he have a huge height advantage. He'll be great at contesting threes, contesting a lot of threes that, that go up nowadays. He can finish strong at the rim. He got he got he got a couple moves at the rim, space the floor. Uh, great, he'd be a great high screen and roll guy for with Damian Lillard. That'd be very fun to watch off the rip. Um, but I think he's probably my favorite prospect off the rip that I can think of just because of his height, his combination of height, shot blocking, and skill. Um, so that's pretty much. I think that's what I'm gonna go with for my number one. If I had to pick a dude, I like Bantero as well. And like you said, Jabari Smith, because I think he can. Jabari, uh, he can defend a little bit. I think that's what separates him from Bantero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the guys I really like the most. Honestly, who would you go with? It depends. Um, if I'm, hmm. let's say Detroit, let's say if I'm Oklahoma City, um, maybe even if I'm Houston, I would pick Chet. Um, just because. I think there's a lot of boom or bust there, but if it hits, it really hits. I mean, you can't teach what he's seven one seven two. Mm-hmm. Um, I do worry about injury. I think I, I, I think with any of those like you know seven foot prospects, um, you got to worry about injury. Like it's very hard to play you yeah. know 12, 13, 14 years just you know like at that size a lot of mm-hmm. uh on your bones. But I mean, if I'm a team like Detroit and I have K and I have a Killian Hayes, um. You know, and I have a Bagley who I'm who I who I would assume that they would you know uh, uh you know uh, throw some bread to uh, this season. I have Jeremy Grant. I would pick Chet. Like, why not? I like why not pair Chet and Kate and just see what happens. If I'm Oklahoma City Thunder, like when I look at their roster, like you have Shea and you have Josh Giddy, why not pick a Chet? You know, um, I think if you're a team like Portland, I think you want something that's more so ready to go right now. 
But I also understand why you would pick Chet because of the Pacific Northwest. You know, like he played at Gonzaga. You're in like um, you know, um, Portland, Oregon, not that far of a distance. So I can understand why you would do that. I just may think you want a more plug and play guy right now. But I think it just depends on who you are. But I think Chet has the most potential um out of this draft. Just when you look at measurables, like I said, you can't teach seven feet. So he, he's well, he's only weighs 195 according to this though. That's insane. That yeah, I but I weigh 195. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts, facts. And I'm gonna hear old foot taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. That's insane. <laughs> so, so again, we'll see. I think it uh will be fun to see who gets the um the um number one pick. But uh yeah, man, let's go ahead and get out of here, Joe. Get your uh plug in. Tell the people where they could uh, find you at. It's good, man. Another great episode, y'all. Um, follow me on Twitter at the Jolt with two S's, J L L T S S. Get me on the gram, East Ghost with a zero. And as always, man, follow me on Twitter at Pavy World, P-A-V-Y World, um, all one word. I will be going on uh, vacation for my birthday soon, so we will not have any in-person episodes for a second, but we will have uh, some episodes for sure. Uh, so, yeah, man, as always, thank you all for watching. Appreciate it, and we'll holler at you next time.